St. Patrick was a gentleman who through strategy and stealth drove all the snakes from Ireland. He's a drinky. Here's a drinky to his health. But not too many drinkies, lest we lose ourselves. And then forget the good St. Patrick and see them snakes again. Hello and welcome to episode 363 of Under the Cowl of MS. It should be a Thursday episode, but you're not getting that. <laughs> we had a heater issue last night and I was waiting on the heater guy to get here and he didn't get here till after three o'clock. And by the time we got everything done, it's after four o'clock. So I'm not going to get an episode out and it's St. Patrick's Day and I just poured myself a drinky. <laughs> Uh, maybe I'll do uh, another Fuck It Friday episode tomorrow. I got a pile of comics that I got to get through. So, we'll see. But today, I am just going to pump out some previews episodes for you of things coming out in the near future. Let's take a drink. Hmm. Not bad. Not great. I picked up a four-pack of Hard Frappe Barista Mocha drinks when I stopped at Jeff's on Main liquor store in West Bend to pick up a new vodka that I found, 360 Vodka, Huckleberry flavored that I tried at the bar when we picked up food after our taxes last week. And they just so happened to have one. So I picked it up and I seen this little dealio for a couple bucks at the front counter. Now I know why it was only a couple bucks, but it's not terrible, but very creamy. Definitely mocha-y. And it has that little liquor burn to it. But not bad. I'll, I will probably have all four gone in no time. <laughs> and then I will have to try some. Of my new Huckleberry Vodka. But uh, St. Patrick's Day, so let's see here. We got another thing, another Irish saying here. There are only two kinds of people in the world. The Irish and those who wish they were. There are many good reasons for drinking. One has just entered my head. If a man doesn't drink when he's living, living, how in the hell can he drink when he's dead? An Irishman is never drunk as long as he can hold on to one blade of grass to keep from falling off the earth. (laughs) I never tried that stunt. It's been a long time since I was that drunk that I have to hold on to a blade of grass to save my ass from falling off the earth. All right. But yeah, we're going to come up with a... A variety of previews things. Here's a little St. Patrick's Day Day toast. Let's see what this says. Here's to a long life and a merry one. A quick death and an easy one. A pretty girl and an honest one. A cold beer and another one. (laughs) Uh, If you're Irish and you don't drink, I wonder how many people take offense 
some of these things. This day and age, big babies. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna finish this off with one last Irish toast. And here's a toast to you. Toast it if you got it. And then I will follow it up with a variety of the previews of goodies coming out. Here it goes. It is better to spend money like there's no tomorrow than to spend tonight like there's no money. May you die in bed at 95 years, shot by a jealous husband or wife. May the sound of happy music and the lilt of Irish laughter fill your heart with gladness that stays forever after. May your glass be ever full. May the roof over your head be always strong. And may you be in heaven half an hour before the devil knows you're dead. When we drink, we get drunk. When we get drunk, we fall asleep. When we fall asleep, we commit no sin. When we commit no sin, we go to heaven. So let's all get drunk and go to heaven. May you always have a clean shirt, a clear conscience, and enough coins in your pocket to buy a pint. May the winds of fortune sail you. May you sail a gentle sea. May it always be the other guy who says, This drinks on me. May your doctor never earn a dollar out of you, and may your heart never give out. May the ten toes of your feet steer you clear of all misfortune, and before you're much older, may you hear much better toast than this. <laughs> so happy St. Patrick's Day if you celebrate it. If you don't, hey, have a drink anyways if you're drinking. If you don't drink, have a sip of something that you enjoy. Water's good for you. Refresh the body. We'll be back right after this. Have a good one. All right. Next up, we got Code 45, number one of five by Scout Comics. There are dragons lurking in the tunnels beneath Montreal's city streets. At least that's the rumor that confronts new Metro driver Vanessa. Terrified by these mysterious and horrifying apparitions, the night shift turns to self-medication, losing the ability to tell the difference between reality and fantasy. Pulled in deep by the underground raves that blast through the system's abandoned stations, Vanessa quickly finds herself on the verge of crossing into a dark world she never knew existed. Starting out with some interesting things for you to buy sometime soon. Next up is Criminal Macabre Spirit of the Demon Original Graphic Novel Trade Paperback by Dark Horse Comics. An original Cal McDonald horror story as a fully self-contained graphic novel hardcover by Steve Niles. 
supernatural detective Cal McDonald is ripped again from his self-imposed retirement to resume his monster-killing spree after hunting down a serial-killing priest with a blood-draining knife on a trail leading him directly to the gates of hell. I think I checked out some criminal macabre stuff not long ago. I thought I enjoyed it, but my brain just doesn't keep the stuff like that in its memory. Uh, Critical Role, Mighty Nine, Origins, Bajord Stone by Dark Horse Comics. More than just an orcish face, growing up in an orphanage on the Menagerie Coast, George Stone has never been comfortable with the assumptions people draw from his half-orc heritage. His sweet, sensitive nature will do him no favors in Port de Mali. Luckily, a chance encounter on, on the docks lands Pajord with a job, a mentor, and more adventure than he could ever dream of on the path that will eventually lead him to the rest of the Mighty Nine. You know, it's been an ongoing run, so if you're into Critical, critical Role, check that out. And then we have Danger Street number one by DC Black Label. Oh, cool, another Black Label one. Joining the Justice League is a goal for any superhero. But what happens when a quest for membership takes a sinister turn? Join Starman, Metamorpho, and Warlord as they look to prove themselves worthy by summoning and defeating Darkseed in battle. Soon they'll learn that calling upon a new god never ends well, and their world is headed for a crisis as a result. The journey to save the day will be treacherous, will be a treacherous one filled with princesses, knights, and all kinds of monsters. Each person the heroes encounter plays a crucial role in the sprawling yet gripping narrative that is a little bit silly, a whole lot dark, and completely cool. Doesn't have the character line that I was looking for, so that one's not grabbing me. Alright, next up we have Dark Room by Image Comics. Advanced Solicit. The hunt for a camera containing an undeveloped photo of the face of true evil threatens to wipe out New York City one chilly autumn evening. Duan Mahoney is the curator of a private collection of extremely dangerous cursed objects and her night's about to go to hell. Werewolves secret societies, blessed animals, cursed objects, and more. In a fantasy horror comedy from X-Men and Deadpool writer Gary Dugan. Yeah. This stuff's just not grabbing. We got a DC Comics Batman Last Night on Earth Batman Artifact Statue by Kotobakaya. It's a pretty cool looking statue with the Joker head that he's carrying alongside. Uh, 
then there's a DC Comics DAH062 Dynamic 8 Action Heroes Dark Seed Action Figure by Beast Kim- Kingdom. That's pretty cool looking. Has a variety of extra goodies with it. And then for the kitties out there, there's a DC Superheroes Batman King Shark Takes a Bite uh, by Random House Children's Books. Uh, anything King Shark's going to be fun. Uh, if you can get the kids started on them younger, that's a good thing too. Batman has to take a deep dive into the icy waters of Gotham City Harbor to stop the dangerous villain King Shark. Three to seven-year-old Batman and DC superhero fans will love the action as their favorite hero battles this toothy foe in this full-color story that features more than 30 stickers. Cool. Bonus. Now, I see what stickers they are. (laughs) I'm such a child, I know. All right, let's see. Where are we sitting here? Yeah, we still got a bit yet. Yeah, DC vs. Vampires. Oh, DC vs. Vampires Hunters, number one. One shot by DC Comics. A blood-soaked, one-shot tale of vampire violence. The son of Batman, after years of training to be an assassin, is on a path towards utter destruction of the vampire race. Enter Damian Wayne, Vampire Hunter. Yeah, I did DC Fierce's Vampire Run. This is a one-shot, so yeah, I'll pick it up. See what's up with it. And we have Death by Life, trade paperback by Antarctic Press. Collects Death by Life number one through eight, if you missed that run, which I don't know, remember anything about. It's the sexy, soul-searching, shocking series Now in one cosmic collection, the long angelic wars are over, but death has been allowed to keep his powers to do his job. Though under the watchful eye of the Archangel Meridia, Meridia, however, with empathy and other moral values at an all-time low, death finds himself actually bored and fed up with his work. Then an event occurs that causes death to feel something new to him. The touch of the living. The ramifications could shake the very foundations of existence. Alright, next up we got Devil Ecstasy, graphic novel volume 1 by Vertical. An erotic horror comedy from master storyteller Shozu Oshimi the creator of the Flowers of Evil, pornographic and over-the-top, Devil Ecstasy nevertheless presages Oshimi's later masterworks while presenting an entirely new spin on his pitch-black worldview. Navoro Kasakabi is an 18-year-old virgin who has a moral fear of big breast thanks to childhood trauma. When his friend, Takahashi, convinces him to go to a mysterious brothel 
called Double Ecstasy, he meets a beautiful girl with tiny breasts named, named Maruru and falls in love. But all is not as it seems. Double Ecstasy is a front for an army of succubi who want to take over the world and Naboru somehow has to stop them. Interesting. Where are we at here? We can do one more. Let's check out Devil's Highway, Volume 2, Number 1 of 5. By, come on, bring the page up. Artists, writers, and artisans. AWA Upshot. A truck stacked with bodies is discovered along the U.S.-Canada border. And Sharon Harrell and Quentin Skinner are on the case. Their mission? Figure out how all of these corpses are connected. And when they uncover the terrifying truth, they will unearth a murder syndicate that has infiltrated the walls of their very institutions, meant to protect us. Now our heroes are on the run, hunted by law enforcement and the trucking community, framed for crimes they didn't commit. Alright, we're going to end it there and get back with more goodies sometime soon. Alright, next up to buy in the future, you got Devil's Reign Omega number one one shot by Marvel Comics and Chip Zdarsky. Eh, Peach Momoko cover. And I throw in Rafael de la Torre's name in there. In the wake of one of the most visceral Daredevil, nay, Marvel stories ever. The Marvel Universe's New York City stands remade and reforged, if not in Wilson Fisk's image, then at the very least in his spirit. After a battle that nearly tore the city and its citizens apart, New York's superheroes have no choice but to try to adapt to the new and dangerous paradigm they find themselves operating under with 8 million people turned against them. 8 million? How would we add an extra? Oh, 8 million, I'm thinking. (laughs) Never mind. My brain's all over the place. I didn't read any of the Devil's Reign stuff, so I don't know what's up with that storyline. Next up, for the kitties, we got Dewdrop, trade paperback by Oni Press. If the page will ever come up. From the author of the Tea Dragon Society comes Dewdrop, the delightful children's tale of an adorable axolot who cheers on his underwater friends as they each bring their talents to the pond sports fair. Dewdrop is an easygoing, gentle axolot who enjoys naps, worm pie, and cheerleading. When the yearly sports fair nears, he and his friends Mia and the weightlifting turtle, or Mia the weightlifting turtle, Newman the musical newt, and three minnows who love to choke, love to cook, get ready (laughs) to showcase their skills to the whole pond. 
However, as the day of the fair gets closer, Dewdrop's friends can't help putting pressure on themselves to be the best. It's up to Dewdrop to remind them how to be mindful, go at their own pace, and find joy in their own achievements. Hopefully the kids can read it better and I can read the description. I am stumbling all over my tongue. These new teeth are really playing with playing with my head. But I am getting a little better with them. Alright, we got Dig Sink Tail, number one, by Comics Tribe. Spinning out of the critically acclaimed pulp crime saga, Sink comes a thrilling 64-page one-shot. That's a pretty big one-shot for the price. Rojan Hardy is a migrant building a new life for his family in his adaptive, adoptive home of Glasgow, Scotland. But he leads another life as the masked, shovel-wielding vigilante, Mr. Digg. Once driven by fury and vengeance, he has unexpectedly become a protector and community leader. Now Rohan must confront his traumatic past while facing a terrifying, seemingly unstoppable new enemy intent on burning all he has built to the ground. This new reader-friendly standalone tale will also set the stage for the next volume of Sync. I have some sync stuff, but never read it that I know of. I don't know nothing about it. But looking at the cover, it looks like animals that wear clothes, and that's a thing that always annoys me. Uh, Disturbed Dark Messiah, number one of five by Opus Comics. In the not-so-distant future, firefighter Griffin DeSanto has found himself a man out of time, stumbling into a harsh world of poverty, automation, and subjugation. Technology rules and a tech empire built on suffering keeps the population in check through surveillance and mechanized policing. Though lost, Griffin is never alone. He was brought here for a reason, and the vengeful one is his guide. Uh, It's conceived by Disturbed with Tim Seeley and Lexi Leon. Dark Messiah features writing by Seeley. I like Tim Seeley, but not sure if I'm really into that one. We'll see. Like when I seen Disturbed at first, I was thinking it was based off the heavy metal band, but I'm guessing not. Alright, Doctor Who fans, we got some stuff for you. We got Doctor Who Origins, number one of four by Titan Comics. A brand brand new, never before seen adventure featuring the fugitive Doctor in her comics debut debut. Working for the mysterious division. Hiccup attack on a dangerous assignment. The doctor uncovers something insidious afoot. Discover why this regeneration 
became known as the Fugitive. Doctor Who Free Comic Book Day on sale May 7th leads into this new arc. I am sorry, but... <laughs> oh, no, I'm... The hiccups going crazy. Oh, Christ, choked on a uh, thing of water there. It didn't want to go down the throat. Like a rock was in my throat. All right. Another one for you, you Doctor Who fans. Yeah, Doctor Who Origins, number one of four by Titan Comics. This is what I just read. What, what just happened here? Oh, sorry about that. I accidentally put two different covers in my cart. One's got a glowing dark weeping angel cover and the other's got a regular cover. Interesting looking covers though, even though I'm not a Doctor Who fan. Next up would be Dogs of London number one by Aftershock Comics. How deep must you bury a body to make sure it doesn't haunt you? Frank and Terry are about to find out. They were once members of the Dogs, a feared gang who ruled much of London's underworld back in the swinging 60s. They thought they'd escaped their troubled past, but the past isn't dead. It's just bashed out a bit and very pissed off. Spanning different times and classes, Dogs of London is a brutal bloody tale of violence, love, revenge, and sleeping dogs who refuse to roll over and play dead. This is done by Peter Milligan. I know nothing about the past ones. Now, if you're young and getting ready to set up your dormitory or your apartment or anything like that, they got some cool cookware coming out. You can make yourself a whole comic book style, video game style uh, room set up here. You can get a Dragon Ball Z 2 quart slow cooker by uncanny brands llc and in the future down the road i'll be talking about more items that are coming out that you can add to your collection also but i have everything in alphabetical order so you're stuck with having to wait until i get to it uh, next thing up we have dreadful dreamscapes number one by american mythology Three female writers deliver a new vision of terror with tales from the dreadful dreamscapes. Nightmare visions from new and veteran scribes unleash the horror that has been hiding in the back of your brain since childhood. What is that lurking under the bed? How did she manage to dismember five people? How can these creatures exist in a world that hides the existence of monsters of the supernatural and every and the everyday? Let these tales open your eyes to the horror all around us. It, something I will probably have to check check out. And we got three female writers doing some horror stories. Sounds fun to me. But I think I will end it there and get back to you with more stuff soon. <laughs> Alright, next up, we got Dune, The Waters of Conley, number one by Boom Studios. 
go deeper into the Dune universe with this lone, lore-expanding story set during the events of the Frank Herbert Classic. In the aftermath of the Battle of Arakeen, legendary house Atreides, 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 War Master Gurney, Halleck, take refuge with spice smugglers. Vowing revenge against the Harkonnens, no matter the cost. Artist Francisco Mortarino, Power Rangers, brings the story by original authors Brian. Yeah, that's it. Brings a very weird, boring story. <laughs> I don't know. I just never. I don't think I ever made it through the movies. It's too drawn out, boring, kind of Lord of, Lords of the Ringish to me. <laughs> I'm not a fan of those long, boring stories. I mean, spice. You can grow spice in your kitchen window enough to keep you <laughs> content with spice for a long time. I don't know what kind of spices they're worried about not having. Uh, Duo number one by DC Comics. When Milestones return, returned, Reginald Hoodlin and Dennis Cowan weren't planning to stop there. Now they welcome you to a whole new realm of original characters, extending far beyond Dakota. Welcome to Earth-M. Nanotech engineers Dr. Kelly Vu and Dr. David Kim are committed to only one thing more than each other, using their regenerative nanobots to save the world and following a violent attack. Those very same nanobots end up saving David and Kelly's lives, sort of. Their salvation comes with an unexpected consequence. Husband and wife awaken to realize that they now share one superpowered body. Bummer. I bet you they're not going to argue at all. Uh, The Eden Trade Paperback by Dark Horse Comics. This one collects the Comicology series in print for the first time. In the near future, two convicts, a disgraced senator and her husband, are sentenced to 25 years in cryogenic penal facility for a horrible crime they claim they didn't commit. When the prison malfunctions, accidentally releasing all of the prisoners, the escapees discover that they've been incarcerated for thousands of years and are now the only survivors of the global catastrophe that wiped out all of mankind. An event so devastating that prehistoric creatures now walk the earth once more. Will the world's worst cannibal Criminals be able to rise to the challenge of building a better society than the one they left? And is true redemption ever really possible? I don't know, it sounds like it could be interesting, but I never understood cryogenics being used for prisoners. I mean, so basically, your punishment is getting put to sleep until the future and then you're going to be the same age you were when you're incarcerated and now you're off to a whole new world that you can explore and check out. I mean, that's 
not punishment to me. It's pretty good deal. This one has a Jenny Friesen and Steve Seeley cover. I'm not sure who Steve Seeley is. Is this a brother to Tim or I'm not sure. I'm kind of interested about that, but 8 billion genies number one by image comics series premiere. If you had one wish, what would you wish for now? What if everyone else had one wish too? That's 8 billion genies. The new eight issue series from Charles soul and Ryan Brown at exactly the same moment. Everyone on earth gets a genie and one wish. All hell breaks loose in a very entertaining way. And that's just the beginning. Buckle in for the wildest ride of the year. I mean, everybody getting a genie is just like time travel to me. But it could be fun. I don't know. We'll see. I may or may not try it. Might get just for the Jenny Freeze on. Steve Seeley cover. Who knows? We'll see what happens with it. All right. Our sweet, adorable Elvira is hurting for money, folks. Just, you have to help her out and back out her next run of comics. She comes out with a new run every month, it seems like lately. But I ain't complaining. I'm enjoying them. I love them all. But I'm surprised I didn't see this one in. Uh, Kickstarter form, but Elvira in Horrorland, number one by Dynamite Entertainment. Elvira is back, and she's going psycho. The Mistress of the Dark has discovered that films create their own pocket dimensions, and now she's lost in the multiverse of movies. Will she find her way home, or is it just a big Hitchcock tease? I ain't you give me Elvira, you give me happiness. So I will be definitely jumping on that one. Let's see what it has to offer. All right, we got Fantagraphics Underground 1-800-GHOST trade paperback by Fantagraphics. 1-800-GHOST is a graphic novella about a, the internal and external conflicts of a team of art thieves. The protagonist, Cedric, and a collection of peers that he assembles, who moonlight as astral-projecting time travelers. They lead the typical life of 80s art-going socialites on the scene, attending art shows, making appearances at fine-dining institutions and art-world hangouts, they also undertake a fantastical heist by using otherworldly technology to enter the future and repurpose the intellectual property of a popular evil artist in order to change its col cultural trajectory. The story's heroes realize that society will face a conundrum in the future that only they can rectify. Except the work of a sonic genius, despite his abusive tendencies, or release the masterpieces themselves. 
stripping the artist of his pivotal success that would later enable his power and crimes. Ultimately, the group of thieves seek to improve the art world that they endorse by saving the decades defining cultural touchstone. Michael Jackson's Thriller. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Interesting. Very, very interesting. And I'm guessing this is a little early because I think Free Comic Book Day is until May, but Free Comic Book Day 2022 Dark Crisis Special Edition Number Zero by DC Comics. Dark Crisis. The Justice League is comics' greatest super team, made up of DC Comics' legendary heroes. They have saved the world countless times. No crisis was too much for them to handle, until now. The Justice League has been defeated by the Great Darkness and its army of DC's most dangerous enemies. Now a new generation of heroes must rise to protect only the multiverse, not only the multiverse, but also the legacy of the DCU. It's a prelude to DC Comics' biggest story of 2022. Includes a preview of the art from Dark Crisis number one. Just, I'm sure it will be something interesting. I'm surprised it's getting a kick out before Free Comic Book Day, but I'm sure they have their reasons. And then we have Fever Nights, Official Fake Strategy Guide by Andrews McNeil Publishing. Phineas had plans to surf every day of summer vacation until a mysterious accident at Starfish Beach took his arm and left him with almost no memory of exactly what happened. A shark probably ate it. (laughs) Now, strange things have been occurring all around Toro Island and Finn and his friends are going to get to the bottom of it. Structured like an old-school video game strategy guide, Fever Nights unravels the mystery of the uncanny events affecting Toro Island as Finn and his friends look for answers, making allies and fighting enemies, using their skills, teamwork, and strange new powers to figure out what happened at Starfish Beach and what they can do to save their home. And we will end it there and get back to you with more stuff sometime soon. All right. Next up to buy, sounds normal, First Cat in Space Ate Pizza, graphic novel by Catherine Teagan Books. Something terrible is happening in the skies. Rats are eating the moon. There's only one hero for the job. A bold and fearsome beast bioengineered in a secret lab to be the moon's savior and Earth's last hope. And that hero is a cat, a cat who will be blasted into space, accompanied by the imperious, imperious moon queen. 
an LOZ 4000, a toenail clipping robot. The first cat in space journeys across a fantastic lunar landscape in a quest to save the world. Will these unlikely heroes save the moon in time? Can a toenail clipping robot find its purpose in the vast universe? And will the first cat in space ever eat some pizza? Well, I don't know any cats that are pizza-eating cats, but sounds like it could be a fun story for children of all ages. Then we have Fox Family Values One-Shot. This is by Archie Comics. I remember the Fox back in the day, something with it, but I don't know. The Fox Family Values follows the life of the superheroic Patton family, all considered freak magnets, who can't help but do what they can to save the day. Whether they like it or not, first Dean Haspiel returns to write and art duties in Midlife Pisces. Can a family of anti-heroes with three different philosophical points of view break bread at the end of the day? The patriarch investigative journalist Paul Patton Jr., a.k.a. The Fox, is desperate to find another story. He tries to get his son Shinji, a.k.a. Ghost Fox, to come along with him. But his teenage son is more interested in dating than finding exclusive stories. Meanwhile, his wife, Maya, she-fox, <laughs> must confront some sins of her past in the form of two supervillains. Then, in Back to Back, written by Vito Del Sante, which, with line art by Richard Ortiz, we venture to the past before Paul and May were married. The two are hours away from their wedding ceremony and are presently missing their final wedding rehearsal while they're detained by a mad supervillain. How will they make it to their nuptials? All that plus a special reprint of classic Fox story by the legendary Alex Toth. So I don't know. I just feel like I've seen the Fox character in the past, but I don't know. And it's done by Archie Comics, so good possibility. Then we have Fox Fires Graphic Novel, Volume 1 by Rocket Ship Entertainment. If the page ever comes up, come on, you snooze fest. Falling asleep here. Fox Fires is a fantasy adventure that is inspired by Finnish folklore. Foxfires refers to the Northern Lights, a literal translation from the Finnish word revantule. Revantule equals repos fires. The Foxfires are a gate between this world and the land of the dead. It allows souls to visit their loved ones, but suddenly the Foxfires disappear. Our main character, a young raccoon dog named Raite, heads north to find what's happened to Repo, the firefox, whose burning fur is said to make the fox fires appear in the sky. On her journey, Raite meets all kinds of interesting creatures and also new friends. 
Well, it's not good to have a fox that's on fire running through a woods. Going to start forest fires. I don't, I'll read it, I suppose, and find out. But we have Frank Frazetta's Death Dealer Number 1 by Opus Comics. Because I have the trade paperback versions from back in the day, so I don't know if they're just reprinting. We'll see. Frank Frazetta's legendary creation, Death Dealer, returns to life in a collaboration with Frazetta Girls. Critically acclaimed animation writer Mitch Iverson joins world-renowned artist Stefano Martino and Luis Antonio Delgado to bring you the first salvo in a major launch of new related titles featuring characters envisioned by the master himself. Bear witness to the beginning of an entire multiverse of Frazetta's most famous creations. And I hope they don't go back to his early days. Otherwise, there's going to be some major conflictual stuff with society in that. <laughs> if you ever seen some of the early Frank Rosetta artwork, you'd understand what I'm talking about. All right. Next up, I suppose I should check my time mark. All right, we're all right. Still, we got Frontiersman Lockup Special number one. One shot by Image Comics. Following the big action of the regular Frontiersman series, our hero now faces the consequences. When Frontiersman is thrown in the county jail to await trial, he's visited by an anti hero who wants to free him, whether Frontiersman likes it or not. Featuring all star guest artist Niccolo Azzarelli. This is a standalone, double-length superhero extravaganza for established fans and new readers alike. So there you go. You don't have to read the past ones to get caught up to that. And it's a one-shot if you want to check it out. They have some Funko buttons, Villainous Valentine characters coming out from Funko. These characters are like a lion with weapons a little cow with a weapon a chicken with a weapon and a fox or a dog or something like that with weapons they all have like hatchets and chainsaws and stuff like that it's just farm creatures with fun little weaponry they also got funko lounge fly villainous valentine cross body purse body bag type thing by funko they also got a couple other pieces of like a hand purse and a bigger ba- a backpack that with the characters all over it yeah funko villainous valentine's lamb plush which is a lamb with a chainsaw and a grenade we got the raccoon vinyl figure these are all by funko still with the hatchet a raccoon with a hatchet so all kinds of fun frolicking fun with the farm animals and then we got Fuzzy Baseball, 3-in-1 Graphic Novel, Volume 1, Triple Play by Paper Cuts. Ninjas, Robots, and Baseball. Oh, my! Join beloved children's illustrator illustrator John Stephen Gurney and rookie to the Fernwood Fernwood Valley Fuzzies. Blossom Honey Possum as they play ball in this triple play. 
Will the Fuzzies win a home run against the Rocky Ridge Red Claws? Will they learn the ins and outs of manga baseball before competing with the Sashimi City Ninjas in a Ninja Baseball Blast? And why are the Geartown Clankies more like RBI robots collecting the first three fuzzy baseball graphic novels, which I don't remember seeing any of those, but there you go. If you want to check those out, sound like some fun stories if you're into the little baseball stories. And we had Gambit coming back. Character I always enjoyed a little bit, but never really got deep into. But we'll see what this starts out as. Gambit, Volume 6, Number 1. And they have a Peach Momoko cover by Marvel Comics. All New Adventures of the Legendary Thief by co-creator Chris Claremont. You think you know all there is to know about Remy LeBeau? The Raging Cajun? The mutant known as Gambit? But legendary ex-scribe Chris Claremont has an ace up his sleeve and his new series or up his sleeve with this new series. Before before he joined the X-Men, Gambit encountered a mysterious girl named named Roll. The mutant storm regressed to her child self by the nefarious nanny, and the two went up against the forces of the Shadow King. Now, revealed for the first time, Gambit finds his path to become the heroic X-Man, Millions of fans call their favorite. Joined by rising star artist Sid Koishin, Chris weaves a story of action, intrigue, and revenge that makes Gamp made Gambit the mutant he is and forged his relationship with Storm. You'll get a charge out of this one, Maname. Maname? Yeah, I don't know. Doesn't really pull me in, but I'd like to get a little deeper into Gambit's story. They have Garfield Freenies Hidden Dissectables Minifigure Blind Mystery Box. I mean, Garfield, always a fun character. This is by Mighty Jacks. And then we have GFT Presents 2022 May 4th Cosplay Pinup Special. Spectacular by Xenoscope Entertainment. Get ready to check out all your favorite Grim Universe's heroines and villainesses cosplaying as some of the most famous sci-fi characters in the galaxy. Many of the industry's top artists contributing gorgeous pinups to the Grim Universe's most popular characters in this stunning collection. Also includes a never-before-published Grim Fairy Tales short story. I like these pinups when they throw the story in with it, and they got the one with the... Uh, I believe that's... Uh, Belle? And I think that's the Belle character dressed up as Princess Leia. That's the cover that I'm going to have to go after. But We'll end it there and get back with more goodies sometime soon. All right, next up for goodies to buy, we got Ghoul Agency or The Ghoul Agency by Action Lab Entertainment. Meet Shea Melendez, a hardworking creative for a unique advertising agency. 
one that caters to clientele ranging from mad scientists to creatures of the night. When she isn't recovering accounts nearly fumbled by her inept demon boss or meeting with Lovecraftian HR managers, she has to thwart attempts to at corporate espionage by a rival agency, which may or may not staff robots bent on taking over the world. Check out this entertaining all-ages horror comedy from Action Lab. And this one, I don't know why it's two and one. We got Gilbert, two and one graphic novel, Island of Orange Turtles. In the deepest part of the ocean, unexplored by man, and too deep for humans to swim, lives a little sea creature named Gilbert. Gilbert the sea creature is the son of King Nauticus, king of all the oceans. One day Gilbert will be, will be king, but in the meantime, his playful curiosity takes him away from the kingdom on a journey of discovery, collecting the little merman and the Curious Mysterious by famous cartoonist Ayaz Art Baltazar. It's so, so, yeah, they're putting those two graphic novels together. Hmm. Well, I got them, so I'll probably just get it anyways. I can always give it away. To someone just starting to read comics. Then we got Godzilla Rivals vs. Gigan, number one, one shot by IDW Publishing. The year is 2008. The setting is Seattle. Network computers and video game consoles have connected millions across the globe in virtual combat, and an insidious intelligence has taken notice. The insectoid nebulans, would-be conquerors of Earth, have hijacked the MMOs and uploaded the collective fighting techniques and strategies of gamers worldwide directly into the central processing unit of their cyborg champion. What chance does Godzilla have at victory when this vicious opponent, Gigan, has been augmented by the savagery of all humanity? I don't know. I want to see what this character looks like. Eh, it's basically a, a Godzilla flying style character. Yeah, I might have to check it out just because it's a one shot. It would be a new character for Godzilla, and I haven't read anything Godzilla in forever, so I might be interested in that. We'll see. See how big my shopping list is this month first. Then we had Golden Boy Beethoven's Youth by Fantagraphics. Ludwig van Beethoven created music that moves and inspires us to this day. His very name sparks a melody in the ear. But are you born a genius? This graphic biography asks, Who was Beethoven before he became Beethoven? Master cartoonist Michael Ross tells the story of Beethoven from 1778 to his first major public appearance in Vienna, 1795. 
It begins when the family is living a difficult life in Bonn. Father Johan battles with alcoholism and is in deep debt, deep in debt. Only young Beth, only young Ludwig and his talent at the piano offers any hope for the future. If only he would stop composing his own pieces and just play what's expe- ex- expected of him. Uh, yeah, it's like learning about his colorful childhood and all that. How the parents needed money and took advantage of their child. That <laughs> uh, yeah, would actually probably be a pretty interesting story. Uh, it's like Ludwig van Beethoven. All right, we got Good Boy number one, director's cut. If you missed out on the first run, now you can get the director's cut version. They're doing this up by Source Point Press. I've heard some decent things about this and actually glad I didn't get on the first run because I might get in on this one. But it's. This director's cut showcases Kit Wallace, gorgeous black and white art, has complimentary commentary from the Good Boy team, contains material previously only available in the Kickstarter version, and so much more. It's one not to miss. So, I don't know. I might try it since I missed out on the original run and heard some good things about it, but and then they also are starting up Good Boy Volume 2, number one by Source Point Press. With revenge in his rearview mirror, Flint heads for the farm, a peaceful community for retired and deactivated guild members. But his dreams are short lived when he finds the facility in rubble. After an attack by a mysterious canine named Tucker, who will stop at nothing. To repay a decades-old vengeful death. It's like I'm not a fan of animals wearing human clothing and stuff like that. But I don't know. I did hear good things about that run. I might just start check out the director's cut. And then I can always wait for the director's cut of the second volume when it comes out. Because I'm sure it'll do the same thing for that. Then we got Good Game. Well played. OGN, uh, that means Oversized Graphic Novel, by Mad Cave Studios. It's 2009, and Sienna is really not looking forward to flying back into her hometown to say goodbye to one of the people she called family, though that feels like a lifetime ago. It's 1999, and Sienna is looking forward to what is shaping up to be the perfect summer in her perfect life. She has a job working in the local video game store, Game Champ, with her four best friends. And that was how it was going to be forever. Uh, It never lasts forever. Trust me. (laughs) All the friends disappear and life goes on. All right, where are we at here? We got a little bit yet. Jenny Friesen's been working her butt off this month, putting out covers. We got Grim Number One by Boom Studios. 
Jessica Harrow is dead, but her journey has only just begun. Discover the world of the afterlife, where Jessica has been recruited as a reaper, tasked with ferrying countless souls to their final destination. But unlike the rest of the reapers, she has no memory of what killed her and put her into this predicament. In order to unravel the mystery of her own demise, she'll have to solve an even bigger one. Where is the actual Grim Reaper? From acclaimed writer Stephanie Phillips. Yeah, I don't know. I like, usually like the Grim Reaper stories, but not sure if I'm really into that one. This thing, though, I'm probably going to check out. We got Gore in the Do-Overse of Absurdity by Z2 Comics. What can be more horrifying and terror-inducing than gore? They're hilarious, not horrifying. The moment they must face the vomitous incarnations of themselves from a filthy alternate dimension. They've penetrated our world by rupturing the membrane which protected our very existence from these walking horrors. Unleashed in our universe, these dark mirror incarnations are bent on dominating and subjugating all of humanity to the will of the master. Now, it is Gore's throbbing, messy duty to save us before it's too late. I just, I love all these musician, musical style storylines that have been coming out. So, I don't know. I might just have to check it out. And then we have Heathens Trade Paperback by Aftershock Comics. This collects issues number one through five of Heathens, if you missed out on the series. And we will end it there and get back to you with more goodies soon.